that's it. Right. Use condoms or be gay. Stop making children. Make music. Make we drop that album. Right. Yeah, that should be your baby. Because <laughs> they should be living for us, not their own families. Right. <laughs> I, I'm who you, babies are spending your money. I'm giving you my money. That Let's is talk about such that a good part. point. Let's actually. talk about that part. That's Let's talk such about that a good part. Point. Hello. Hey, you guys. How do I sound? Is this you thing on? Great. Okay, yeah. So background, we just did like a 10 plus minute microphone check. And I'm hoping and praying that it's going to be good because Ely is using her personal laptop, which we have not used since the whole microphone yeah. era. Yeah. Or I lack of microphone era. I think it's working now. Yeah. So... Fingers crossed. Um, apologies, we were out last week, but we're back now. Um, we actually already built in plans for breaks into our schedule. We just had to shift the break around. So we're well, still technically on schedule. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about it when we came mm -hmm. back. But anyway, um, yeah, so lots to discuss. Do you want me to start since I guess I have technically more things on my list sure why don't you go first actually i want to start with something else first i'm going to tell you what i'm not going to talk about i'm not talking about taylor swift because i'm <laughs> sick of it and like congratulations she just became like the highest grossing concert film of all time in one weekend oh that's right i uh, forgot oh but, my god i totally forgot about the movie yeah but like i don't <laughs> i don't care and have uh, you seen like the uh, clips of the people at the yes. theater oh my god that's like well, my worst nightmare y'all better not act like that at beyonce please okay you know what we could talk about actually um i might get some responses to this but i'm like worried that the popularity of that concert film and the fact that literally amc taylor herself greg marcus were advocating for like phones out dancing and screaming Maybe I'm being too preemptive, but I'm worried that that's going to bleed into other non-concert films. Like the, the fact that those doors were opened yeah, and it was already a problem, I think, with like people. Well, it was a problem in, in particular this summer with Barbie and Oppenheimer bringing people yeah. who didn't normally go to the theater to the theater. I cannot tell you uh -huh. every single time. I went to the movies this summer. There was some kind of seating issue because people just assumed that people weren't sitting in their assigned seats, which is like, why would I not sit in yeah. the seat that I paid for? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, people with their phones out. When I took my mom to see The Little Mermaid, the people right next to us kept pulling out their phones, Googling stuff that was in the movie oh on God. full brightness. No, see, see, it was already bad. And I'm just worried it's that- It's getting worse. Yeah, it's going to get worse with all that. Um, like Taylor was one thing because it's her movie, but I was like pretty shocked when AMC and Greg Marcus, for those of you who have never lived in Wisconsin, Greg Marcus owns oh my gosh. Mar the Marcus Chain a, of Theaters. A local celebrity. <laughs> which I, I mean, now that I think about it, that's confusing because I thought it was only in AMC theaters. So why would Greg Marcus be saying that when presumably it wasn't in Marcus theaters? Well, it make apparently any it is in Marcus theaters. Well, I think anyway. I think it's I think it's it's kind of weird because I think people thought the same thing with Beyonce. Like 
I, I think it, uh, it was like, it started like the ticket sales. I think they just started selling early through AMC and then everybody else got them later because I know oh. tons of people. Cause you know, in Milwaukee, there's only one AMC and it's garbage. It's Sorry. not even in Milwaukee technically. Yeah. It's in Wauwatosa. And so it's like, everybody bought their Beyonce tickets to the AMC in Milwaukee. And then they didn't realize that they would be at Marcus theaters too, because the tickets weren't available at 2 AM, which don't ask me why everybody was up at 2 AM trying to buy their tickets. I mean, we were up at midnight trying to buy <laughs> Spider-Man no way home tickets. So <laughs> wait, stop. You're that was lit. Stop. You're so right. I stayed <laughs> up until 3 AM refreshing <laughs> my computer to get those. tickets. <laughs> Let me not even hate. Let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> People were up late and the only ones available were the ones at AMC. And then Marcus came on later. So people were I pissed because the AMC tickets weren't refundable. And so oh, they basically yeah. scammed everyone into going to that AMC when Marcus had uh, their theaters. Well, I mean, it worked. It was successful. And I guess technically we are talking about it. So congrats. Yeah. But y'all better not be acting like that with other movies that aren't <laughs> concert films. Even like you said, Beyonce, I don't, I'm not going to want to go with y'all. I just want to enjoy Beyonce. Of Swifties getting in circles. Like, have you seen the video of them like holding (laughs) hands at the front of the theater, walking in a circle like it's midsummer? Midsummer. Yeah. That that better not be happening at Renaissance because otherwise I'm really not going to want to go. I don't think that the crowd that Beyonce would attract is going to do that but if i see one of y'all doing that shit and you know what i don't want to hear nobody saying nothing everybody on mute we got to mute in the theater too uh, if you're going to be singing and dancing and shit y- y'all better be on mute because some of y'all wasn't true. wasn't on mute in the concert no. and so it's like if you're going to be on mute anywhere you, you know you've had your chance to understand what the challenge was so if you're going to be I on agree. mute anywhere it's going to be in the theaters and if i hear one peep out of anyone in my theater it's on site yeah she's coming for you okay well now that we've talked about the thing i didn't want to talk about (laughs) should we talk about other things let's would you like to talk about hallie bailey or do you think i should talk about the speakership nonsense oh my gosh let's talk about the speakership okay yeah so we're also getting updates on that. Actually, no, probably not anymore for the rest of tonight because they uh, Yeah, I think they're done for tomorrow. tonight. But for those of you who don't know, the Republicans are trying to make Jim Jordan a thing. <laughs> well, first they tried to make Steve Scalise a thing. Oh my God, and that, that didn't flopped. work out. Um, and Jim Jordan is kind of flopping because basically where we're at now, they paused the voting, but he's 20... 20 um, so... He can only lose four Republican votes. And right now he's losing 20 Republican votes. So and and among those votes, the they're spread out amongst like eight different names. So even you have some McCarthy votes in there. So um, <laughs> which is wild because he said he's not <laughs> running again, but whatever. It's just really embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, I think actually uh, Hakeem Jeffries had more votes than Jim Jordan. But the thing is, or they were tied at some point, there's there's more of a likelihood that Jim Jordan is going to be able to sway some votes to his side than there is Jeffries being able to sway some Republican votes. Like, it's just more likely, as we saw with McCarthy, even though it took 16 rounds or some shit, eventually the Republican speaker nominee won out. So I'm expecting that to happen. 
with Jim Jordan because he is relatively close. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it seems like the Republicans need to do some conversing within their own peoples, amongst their own peoples. Well, aren't we already, I mean, my sense of time is completely warped, but aren't we a week later than when we were supposed to get a vote on this? Wasn't it supposed to happen last Tuesday? I, I think it was right. because we talked about McCarthy being voted out two weeks ago on our last episode. <laughs> I know time is flying. So it'll be very interesting to watch that continue. Yeah. Um, it's been over on, on the Twitter's. I just am honestly at this point, I'm like, I'm here for the laughs. I'm here for the jokes. Cause yeah. what this is a fucking joke. Oh my God. That Veep clip that I saw on Instagram that I sent you earlier. It's so funny. Like the rebranding Republicans are trying so hard to like, wipe Oh my God. Clean. And like the amount, I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen Veep comparisons to just what's happening in our regular politics. Oh. It's like the jokes quite literally have been writing themselves. <laughs> it's almost like as soon as Veep ended, because I think it ended in 2017, then real life politics just, picked up the slack and became Veep ever <laughs> since then. It's just, it's crazy. So like even Nancy Pelosi made the, and I don't, I mean, whatever you, y'all know, I don't like her, but she made this statement earlier today where she was, she was like trying to shade the Republicans about like, um, it seems like they don't understand simple mathematics or something like that. It's like, damn, they're, they're getting so, um, in a bash it. In their and it, it it really like is funny to me because I'm like, you know, it's like their own voters probably aren't really as tapped into what's going on as like progressive voters are. And so it's like they're really the ones that need to be paying attention to all this because um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Look how they waste your money. Look how they waste your vote mm-hmm. as a a, yeah. a a voter, as a citizen. Look how they waste your resources, resources that you're contributing to. Yup. Anyway, you want to talk about Halle Bailey? Let's talk about Halle Bailey. Um, so it has been uh, I feel like it's been at least a a month, two months since the first rumors sparked that Halle Bailey was pregnant, and it was because her boyfriend was on live, and she was like walking around in the background, and somebody caught a glimpse of her belly in the background, and people were like, "Oh my god, is Halle pregnant?" And then, like, they tried to, like, cover it up. And then Chloe stepped in. It was like, y'all don't talk about my little sister. And people were like, all right, damn. And then it was like, after that, the VMAs happened. And she showed up to the VMAs in this, like, really loose-fitting gown. Which I feel like if y'all know, the baggy clothes are the number (laughs) one. That's the first thing. And people had noticed that her face kind of had changed a little bit. And so people were like, uh. um, and then she went to another event. I think it was during fashion week and she was wearing this like black, like jacket kind of like dress. And it was like, it was a lot more obvious that she was like, <laughs> under there. And then the next day she wore another like jacket dress, but it had like a, a tie at the waist and she had that waist snatched. People were like, damn, that made me smushed. Oh my God. <laughs> and then some photos came out yesterday that were pretty damning. 
Um, Not I feel bad because it seemed like she was look. It seemed like she was coming from a doctor's appointment or something. Um, and she had on a baggy T-shirt that didn't hide much. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Um, and then today she was at a um an awards ceremony and she had on another interesting fitting gown. Um. So yeah, you know, let's res- let's respect her privacy, but also it's I'm not gonna lie, it's a little devastating. It's a little well, devastating. I, I want you to talk about for those not in the loop why people have a problem with this. Well, people have a problem with this because her boyfriend, who's like a failed rapper, has been. <laughs> First of all, he was acting an absolute fool the entire time she was doing promo for the Little Mermaid. She was at the peak in her career. And instead of supporting mm-hmm. her, he was talking shit about his own girl. And so that's when everybody was like, bro, not this trash ass man. Why is oh. she still with him after that? Right. Well, th- well, we obviously know why now. <laughs> well, how many months do you think it's been? Like, oh, you think we're on month six, seven? Clearly six or seven months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, mm. she's been pregnant since then. So I feel like that's probably why she put up with it. But... I feel like he's been trying to do some kind of like um, some spin and he's been purposefully like showing how much how good he is to her on his little Snapchat story. And it's like, all right, whatever, mm. dude. Um, and then he came he he released some music that had some questionable lyrics about how he hated watching her kissing another man in the movies. And it was just like, bro, shut oh, my up. God, it's called acting. men are so Jesus soft. Christ. Like, oh, my God. Men it's are too soft. Much. I am so sick of it. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. It's like stop being a little bitch and cheer on your girl who's more successful than you will ever be. Like you Ooh. should be happy. Ooh. She's the one bringing in money because like clearly Oof. you're not. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, people are devastated because it's his baby. <laughs> but then also because like, I don't know. I mean, nothing against people that want to be moms. That's so awesome for you. But I mean, I think it's undeniable that like having a baby completely changes your life and your ability to do things that you know you want to do because you really have to put your child first and so Halle Bailey's 23 years old she she's that young oh wow I know she's 23 she just got off the little mermaid just started releasing solo music and it's like I'm kind of sad because I'm like I feel like we're not going to get that much from her anymore (laughs) or at least not for a while not for a while uh yeah, I, I was looking forward to the reunion with Chloe because their last album was damn good. But you're yeah, right. Like, Sounds like I have to wait. Um, yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. But I mean, if she's happy, I'll try and be happy for her. <laughs> if she's happy. <laughs> the big if. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> and I'm like, we lost Rihanna. We lost Hallie. We've <laughs> lost. I think y'all saw what Beyonce had to take several years off after she got pregnant. It's like, can we You're stop? Saying babies ruin everything. They do for me. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. Use condoms. They exist. Oh my god. <laughs> or just be that's, gay. That's it. Right. <laughs> Use condoms or be gay. Stop making children. <laughs> Make music. Make we're drop that album. Right. Yeah, that should be your baby. <laughs> Because they should be living for us, not their own families. Right. <laughs> I, I'm who you, babies are spending your money. I'm giving you my money. That Let's is talk about such that a good part. point. Let's actually. talk about that part. That's Let's talk such about that a good part. Point. 
What kind of money is that stupid baby making for you? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Hallie. Don't cancel me, please. I love you. All right. Well, I got a segue for you. <laughs> um, because I'm pretty sure to become a part of um the Little Mermaid to be cast as Ariel, she had to be a member of SAG AFTRA. So yeah. it's funny because again, last week before we decided on breaking. I had on the outline that SAG after talks with the studios seem to be going well, but we'll continue through this week. Guess what, you guys? Uh, they, they fell apart and lost. apparently did not go well. Um, and it's interesting because it's one of those things where when you see the big number, it's like, okay, that's a lot. But when you break it down, by person it's really not a lot so the amptp which again they are representative of the studios they basically are saying that the gap between what sag wants and what they're comfortable with is 480 million dollars a year that's the gap right now per year that's like less than the stranger uh, things budget well i know i'm gonna get to that so that's the gap um i think what sag after is is demanding is it's around the $800 million mark a year. That's how much extra the studios collectively. Again, this is not per studio. It's just collectively. Collectively. We have to give. Um, but when you when you break it down per um, like per user, because the, the main sticking point is streaming services and their participations. Um, it's it's I'm pretty sure it's non-existent that actors get participation in streaming because the viewership is just calculated um, differently. So that's why you'll see a lot of people get big deals like upfront in streaming because they're getting nothing on the back end. But for the majority of actors, you know, who aren't big names getting these big deals, they need more participation to sustain themselves. So when SAG is crunching the numbers, what they're saying is for the streaming services, it would only cost 57 cents per user per year to meet the amount they're asking for, which really is not that much, especially considering how much have the big streaming services hiked up their prices over the last, let's say like two years. Like I'd rather some of that money go towards the performers I'm paying to watch than the CEO's pockets. But apparently 57 cents a user is too much for like Netflix for instance, which I think is crazy. Again, they're it's so comfortable ridiculous. with raising the price. Oh my God. And they're constantly, we just got a notification from Hulu. I'm like, when will it end? Yeah. So I think that's ridiculous. And so does Fran Drescher because she gave another fiery speech uh, after talks broke down. And seriously, you guys, I really think mm -hmm. she should think about running for office because she's really good at doing this. And she's pro-union, which is yeah, increasingly important that. going forward. We love that. Um, so who knows, like at this point, cause that's a really big gap, obviously. And what's interesting is we're getting really close to the point where like the summer blockbusters that we're filming this summer for next summer that had to stop filming, they're not going to make their release dates for next summer. If the strike continues, I think I, I read something in Hollywood reporter that was like, um, Christmas is like the really like if there's nothing by Christmas, we're not going to see big blockbusters in the summer because they're just not going to be able to get done, yeah. which is crazy. Like that's never really happened outside of COVID before. Right. So 
yeah, there's lots of um, repercussions. And of course, things can, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the writer's strike ended, things can go back into development now, but you kill, you still can't film anything unless you're like a small, small indie production that got a waiver. Mm -hmm. But the big studio stuff is still paused and it's been paused for like three months or, or more than three months, like four months or something like that. So mm -mm -mm. I'm with SAG because the greed on behalf of the studios is absolutely. Ridiculous. Oh my God. I'm so sick of them. And it also, it just is like, this is another thing that like it prevents a lot of people from choosing careers in different art forms because they're worried about finances. And it's like, again, for the regular person that doesn't fully understand the scope of this, you might be like, well, those actors make so much money. And it's like, this isn't really about them. That's like a small percentage of the people that yeah. are part of SAG. And it's like, and it's so great to see a lot of them standing with those actors. A lot of them, you know, who they don't really know or even work with on the regular or some of them they do, but it's like, there's just a bigger picture. There's a bigger piece to the puzzle. And it's just like enough with, Bob Iger and his rich ass. Yep. And Ted Sarandos. And um, who runs Warner Brothers? I forgot. Um, but yeah, all those rich white men, basically. Boo. Yeah, big boo. Um, what would you like to talk about next? Um, oh, okay. We can talk about um Britney Spears. Yes. If you don't know, Brittany has her memoir coming out next week and some excerpts have been released from her memoir. Just a light trigger warning. Um, in her book, she talks about abortion and how she was pressured to have an abortion by her ex-boyfriend, Justin Timberlake. Now, I think it's worth noting that yesterday or two days ago, Justin's people were saying that he is very concerned about the release of this book. Like he's, Ooh. he's worried. So it's like, well, Justin, it was nice knowing you. I mean, has he been oh. relevant for like, I, where has he Well, been? that's the thing. He's trying to make a little comeback with his boys in, in sync. Oh, um, mm. But yeah, basically the story is that when Justin and Brittany were together, they got pregnant and Justin said that he wasn't ready to have, or he convinced Brittany that they weren't ready to have a family and that they were too young. So she got an abortion. And now people have realized that her song, um, one of her songs from her, one of her older albums was about that and not about her relationship with Justin. And it actually that I can't, I can't remember what song it is. Um, It's, like resurging on the iTunes charts after this excerpt from her book oh. was released. So I'm really interested to see what this release of her memoir is going to do for like her career at this point. Um, I mean, I'm not confident we're going to get new music from Britney Spears anytime soon, but um, I don't know. I think it will be interesting as we learn more. Um, okay. It's the song every time is apparently I love about. that song. Yeah, people, it's been like reappearing on the iTunes charts because people are listening to it and buying it. And the music video is now the number one music video. Oh, really? ITunes. Yeah, because people are like revisiting this song after this revelation. Wait, so was the pregnancy slash abortion previously known? No, this is new. I, yeah. Okay, so no one even knew that they got pregnant together in the first place. 
Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And it, it's sad because like seeing her from the excerpt, she talks about how at the time she like really loved Justin and she always thought that like they were going to have a family together. So I think oh. that's also what was hard about it was that for her, it was like, oh, this is just sooner than I expected. And for him, he was like, absolutely not. Like we're not having kids right now. Did you hear that um, Michelle Williams is doing the audiobook? What? Multiple Academy Award nominee Michelle Williams apparently got hired to do Britney's audiobook. <laughs> and I want to that... know how that connection was made. Yeah, like That's what? so random. Has Michelle Williams been doing audiobooks? I don't know. I mean, she's been acting. She was just nominated for the Fablemans for Best Actress. So it's just strange. But I mean, someone said she's probably getting paid a lot of money. So good for her. I'm sure. I (laughs) guess like I'm trying to think like I I feel like voice wise, maybe she could do a good job of sounding similar to Britney. I feel like I'm thinking. I don't know if that's the point, though. But I'm what else is I mean what I don't know I don't know, I don't know. that is really random she, I don't think she's reading it in the character of Brittany that well, would be I don't wild. think no I mean I wouldn't say it's a character I mean it's not, it's a memoir so I'm assuming it's like yeah. not like she's gonna be in character but I'm just wondering why Brittany herself or Brittany's people chose Michelle in the first place because like clearly Brittany doesn't want to read her own audiobook which is fine yeah I don't that's I need very to, yeah. interesting <laughs> I did not know that that's crazy yeah. I mean go off Michelle <laughs> anyway get your bag <laughs> okay well the last thing i want to talk about is also a holdover from can i just say week. oh do you remember when i saw that poster and i sent it to you and i literally said this looks like ai art and you were like i don't remember i think but... it's just badly designed and i was like no this literally looks like ai like it looks like trash <laughs> i don't remember but i believe you um, so what Ely's talking about and what I was going to bring up is um, the poster for Loki season two, which came out a, a while ago. Um, it's like his face with a swiveling path around. It his looks head like and, trash, you guys. It literally yeah. looks so stupid. You can well, tell it's AI. <laughs> well, it's funny because the the allegation, it's not really an allegation. I think it's been proven. Um, it's not the main image itself. It's what's in the background. Um, so the the poster was accused of using generative ai technology because the clock in the background of the image was pulled directly from like uh images um <laughs> like it was it was not a free image <laughs> that it used <laughs> um so <laughs> i'm assuming marvel got in some hot water for that because that's not uh, legal and obviously they would have used an ai to pull that image um, and th- there is an argument people, uh, we don't have confirmation. We only have confirmation on the clock, but people do think that like, like you were saying, most of the posters, AI, um, they look horrible. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to talk about it because, um, oh, 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 and sorry. I think I also saw that like some of the posters, like, I know this is getting confusing because I'm talking about a promotional poster, but posters and like. Uh, artworks inside the show they also used ai for and i want to talk about it because this comes on the heels of secret invasion using ai for their entire opening sequence and it looked like shit it looked like trash (laughs) i just think it's interesting that marvel seems to be leaning into this ai stuff and they're not learning their lesson how it looks like trash and people are calling them out on it hopefully after pay artists 
just no, pay no. artists. I'm begging you. Pay yes. artists, yeah. please. <laughs> Especially since AI makes so much money. We need them. <laughs> yeah, although they might not be making that much money soon. Because on a side note, I know I texted you about this. But guys, did you hear that the Marvels is being projected to open with like potentially the lowest MCU opening ever? Which is not a good look for women. And I hate that they're going to get blamed for that. But I, know, I think it's mostly it's because people don't care. Because what is that movie even about? <laughs> No, I, I could not tell you. you the could, trailers someone, are awful. If someone held a gun to my head and said, <laughs> give me your best guess as to what the synopsis of this film is based on the promo, I'd be like, I'm fucked. Shoot me. I, I also <laughs> hate that Marvel, a lot of studios are doing it. They like set up these quote unquote female led movies to fail because like the Marvel really is a do. great example. They're like, okay, it's got to have a woman director it they've got to have a a woman villain, so it's women fighting a woman directed by a woman, and I feel like they put all those mandates on it instead of like, like and it's like I think it, I think everyone knows, like female characters don't always have to be written by women to be good characters. Well, I mean, so okay. I was gonna say something about Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1 was written by a man. Well, which that... people liked though. So I don't know. And I was just watching. Y'all um, liked that? <laughs> um, I'm, okay. I'm not, you know what I'm trying to say. Like there are instances of, of female characters that have been welcomed by the culture that were not like manufactured in a lab by studios to be like marketable to women. You know, like a lot of people love Ellen Ripley. Um, and of course, Sigourney Weaver was a big part in bringing that character to life. But like James Cameron was the one who wrote that character and created her. And sure, sure, sure. I'm just saying, like, I I think it's almost what I'm trying to say is I think it's almost patronizing that big studios like Marvel are like, OK, we need to yeah. have a woman movie and you need to hire a woman director. But you're going to strip her of all autonomy because I don't know if you've seen this, but Nia DaCosta has been making statements about like the lack of control she's had on the movie, <laughs> which I think is wild that she's doing that before it even comes out because she's basically she's saying- She's probably anticipating for it to be bad. She's yeah. anticipating it to not be great and she's anticipating it to flop. So before we even get the numbers, she's feeling confident enough to be like, look, my hands were tied. She's like, so, and by the way, that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. So I just think, yeah, I think it's like patronizing. And like I said, I think, like, uh, the woman villain too, it's like, Come on. Well, I think I think this I think in particular it's because I feel like Disney just doesn't have a good grasp on like what uh, I don't even know how to say this. I'm like I have the idea in my head. I'm like Disney just doesn't have a good grasp on how to address the whole like the whole idea that there has that they kind of fucked up in the beginning with the MCU. You know, people always talk about how the early MCU films like don't pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even say even some of the early, like more, a lot of them don't. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like, yeah, like you said, like, I think it just really depends on the content that of the story for like, yeah, some women can be written by men and they can pull it off, but it's just like really depends on the story. But I think that Disney doesn't really care about that because they think that they need to like get in on this like movement and like, they need to be a part of like this renaissance of including women in film and it's just like like you're not doing it right and clearly it's not even working because yeah every time you do it it flops 
Exactly. I think like the ultimate barometer for if a studio has done that right is if you're not really hearing like the misogynist trolls online. Let me tell you with the Marvels, I'm hearing them. And it's not just the misogynist trolls. It's like actual MCU fans that are like, this does not look good. And it looks really lame. It just doesn't look good. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see. The jury's out. We still have like about a month, but I just feel bad. You know what I keep thinking about too? I'm like, if this was a male-led movie with all the strikes going on, I feel like you know they would have put this on pause until they could have had more promo around it. Like, I don't know. It just does not sit right with me that they're going ahead with this movie when they know that none of the actors can promote it. Oh, you're so right, actually. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm like, if this was even like Thor, let's not even say Iron Man or Captain America. If this was a Thor movie, do you think Mm -hmm. they would have let this shit slide? No, you're so right. Unlikely. Unlikely. Wow. Anyway. Anyway, what would you like to talk about last before we head into media moments? Well, I just have one thing left. Yeah, so that's when I'm I'm, I'm, oh, I'm setting you up. Me. I'm getting you ready. You. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to give a little music tidbit. Um, Drake has now tied Michael Jackson for the most number ones on the Hot 100 amongst male solo artists, and it's actually now it sounds ridiculous, but two Does, things yes. here. <laughs> One. Consider the fact that Michael's era of music was pre-streaming, of course. And I've said this several times in this podcast. I really think that we need to adjust the metrics for um, how we measure success in the music industry. Because um, as I've noted before, it seems like all these artists now are breaking this record, breaking that record constantly. And that's literally Mm -hmm. because of streaming. Like because music is being able to be consumed on such a grander scale than ever before it's like it's kind of getting out of hand and i feel like it doesn't actually measure up to what's to what a successful artist is you know um it's true like i feel like it just doesn't like i mean clearly drake's a great example <laughs> sorry to everyone that likes drake <laughs> um, i would not consider this album a success <laughs> but well, on on the charts it's looking hella successful which is unfortunate but also really funny Michael Jackson's album Thriller has like re-entered some of the charts. And that was because there was kind of like an internet campaign because people were like, oh, Michael Jackson is like, or Drake is like one album away from tying another Michael Jackson record and Thriller never made it to number one. (laughs) Let's try and get Thriller to number one. So people started streaming Thriller more and people are like, I think that this album is now re-entering charts because of people trying to like combat drake from beating out another michael record (laughs) that's funny um on the topic of like the how do we measure success it's interesting because i think the the retroactive reconsideration is almost like impossible but it kind of goes the other way in a different regard like for instance we're never going to get a new album that cracks like the best selling list because people don't buy albums anymore. So that list is probably going to be locked for like the rest of time unless streaming dies and we go back to buying albums. Um, but so, also now a lot of people are buying albums on vinyl. Like that's, that's the other exactly. piece. Exactly. Like how do we count that? And also in a sense, if someone listens like to an album all the way through, for instance, on a streaming service, like if streaming didn't exist, are we to assume that they might buy that? And so how do you measure 
that you're right. It is kind of like fucked up, especially when these records, quote unquote, keep getting broken by these new artists and kind of almost like erasing the impact, not erasing, but downplaying the impact of folks that came before. It's an interesting conundrum. Yeah, it really is. I'm not really sure how to like solve it. I think also there have been a lot of changes to like considerable metrics in like how um the how 100 is like determined in itself and i just think that billboards hurting themselves and not helping themselves but they think that they're helping themselves because they're doing it in anticipation of like certain artists releasing music and they're like oh well this artist is going to do this and that's going to inflate the numbers so let's change the rules so that like it's just like i don't think it's helping <laughs> yeah well weird two cents those were my two cents okay well let's talk about media it's time for the media moment and you are going first i'm excited by the way because i listened to this all the way through the other day so i can also talk about it so did i I'm interested. Okay. I didn't think you were like into this person. I fucking knew you were going to say that. So I had my whole <laughs> speech prepared because I was exactly going to pretend like I never told him that I listened to Troy Sivan and I oh, literally right. have been listening to him since Blue Neighborhood. Um, oh, okay. okay. Anyway, um, my media moment is something to give each other by Troy Sivan. I think he's such an adorable little man. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I actually first like discovered his music when I was still in like my freshman year of college. This was actually before Blue Neighborhood came out. This was like not his YouTube era, but like I was listening to like his song The Fault in Our Stars <laughs> in 2016. Oh I thought you were gonna talk about like his first EP that had like oh happy on it was a it. happy little pill happy little pill yeah. yes I th- I listened <laughs> to that so many times yes and then Blue Neighborhood came out and I that was like that was like my album in my freshman year of college so I love Troy I oh my god the music video that he just released with Ross Lynch first of all I love Ross Lynch I think he's hold on let me remember a little a little treat. Where's, where's my phone? Hold on, let me look it up. He used to date um Jazz Sinclair, but I, I think they broke up. Well, they they definitely broke up, which is um, devastating. I don't know who this is. He's from like he used to be a Disney actor, and then he acted in Sabrina, um, the Netflix oh. Sabrina. I never watched that. No, I don't. Oh, I've and then heard he the did name. the Jeffrey Dahmer movie. I don't watch that either. I, I've heard his name, oh. but I've never like seen it. I don't recognize this face. Well, Lots of shirtless photos I'm video. seeing. <laughs> he really likes it. <laughs> I don't really like blondes, but uh, well, he's clearly a bottle blonde based I on think those Ross roots. Lynch is a little trait. Um, I don't even <laughs> think he's British. <laughs> <laughs> and Troy's Australian, so <laughs> okay. I will say it. I don't know if you've ever heard the like three the like three it's like three song run on on an album there's like always like three songs that go back to back to back on an album that just like smack oh. on this album i feel like it's one of your girls in my room and still got it mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i i want to talk about one of your girls because i low-key feel like this is a scandalous song because who mm-hmm. is he talking about I... ross lynch for, okay for those of you who don't know one of your girls he's basically singing about how like there's this famous male celebrity who 
I don't know if he's insinuating that he's positive, but he's definitely saying like him, he's hooking up with this guy behind closed doors and no one knows about it. And just the way he's singing about it, it seems like he's like really a really big person. So I'm like, who is this man? <laughs> I mean, he could be, I you know sometimes people sing like about fantasies or they write stories and it's not real, but I'm kind of think with Troy that it's based off of personal experience because this whole album kind of is. What do you think? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like to know who it is. I think it was um an interesting choice to have Ross Lynch in the in the music video. Are you talking um, about um I, got me started? He was in that video. Um he's only done two videos, right? He did R- rush and got me oh, started. Oh, he's in multiple videos? I thought he was in the one of your girls video. That's what I've no, been saying. No, I thought no, I'm saying I thought that for this album, Troy has only released two videos. He I didn't know there a video was video for one of your girls. Yeah. Oh, that's the one oh. Ross Lynch is in. And he, wait, you have to look at it because he's in drag in this video. Oh, Troy is. Oh, and it's okay. Like insane. It's oh. insane. I do want to watch it. You have to look at it. It's crazy. Like, at first I was like, who's <laughs> that girl? It's literally <laughs> Troy Savon in drag. It's crazy. Like, Troy's insane. fishy is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Whoever beat his face <laughs> for this video. I would like actually love to know who did the beat because <laughs> it's crazy. Even just like the way he's like expressing femininity. He's great. He does a okay. really good job. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch this that. This is a great era for him. This is a great era for him. So I'm excited. Although you could tell like he's not over his ex. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he is not over that ex. And it's been, if it's the ex I, I'm thinking about, I think oh it's the God. guy like You're it's been so years funny. it's been he's years over his no it's been if it's the ex i'm thinking about he was dating this guy oh i forget God. his name but he had like dark hair and he was with him for like four or five years and then they had a breakup but that breakup was like like 2018 or 2019 and <sighs> i think he's still not over it oh my god babe which i just think makes me sad <laughs> um yeah but uh, i will say i I would not be surprised if the extended version of Rush makes my top five Spotify songs this year unwrapped because oh. I listen to that all the time. It's it's. What are your thoughts on Rush? Because I just think it's so. See, good. I actually don't think I I I don't I don't know. It's not really my vibe. I'm sorry. Oh. Wow. Okay, it's because you're not. Sorry. Gay. Yeah, I think it might be. <laughs> no, it's like honestly, it's just. I love how in that song, it's just always in the background, like, ah, feel the rush. It just gets it's into like a your good ear. It's, I think yeah. it's like well produced. It's just like, it's the first song on the album. It's one of those. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, get to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, you like it. I do like this album. Yeah, I listened to it in full, actually, like a couple of nights ago, because I I've seen I like I've heard some of the singles and I've been seeing a lot about it on Twitter. And I was just like, you know, I have to, I need to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. um so yeah i listened to the whole thing i like it that's it's a good album always... walk contender because it's only like 30 well that's minutes. what that's why i listened to it oh <laughs> that was gonna be my other point while i think this album is good yeah i'm so fucking <laughs> sick i am sick sick and tired of y'all releasing glorified eps and calling it an yep, album yep. what is that what is going on 
And no, I literally I brought this up with my coworkers today. I said, remember when Beyonce said people don't make albums anymore? Yeah. She meant that. And she was yes. correct. And she was honestly ahead of her time when she said that because that was years ago at this point. I don't even know when that no, was. No, I know. And it's like, she's so <laughs> right, though. People do not make albums anymore. And that's why Renaissance was yeah. such a big hit. I mean, it being Beyonce was one part, but the fact that it was the first time in a long time we've had a big name artist release a cohesive, thematical, theatrical mm -hmm. piece of art that was, you know, a thrill from beginning to end. <laughs> Everything connected literally and figuratively. Like you could see the story she was telling and mm -hmm. it wasn't 38 minutes long. Let me tell you, Pink Panthers just recently announced her next quote unquote album. And I'm already prepping myself for it to be like 28 minutes, Bro. seven tracks. Well, that's like, the thing. I keep, I was telling my friend, uh, telling my coworkers today, the like basic requirement for something to be considered an album, it has to be over 30 minutes long. And so it's like, y'all are literally <laughs> quite literally making glorified mm -hmm. EPs. You are just barely making albums. This is barely an yeah. album. And I'm wondering what the, what the motivation of that is because I under, yeah. I know that like for, for individual songs that are like two minutes or less, that's like for TikTok. But when it comes to the album, I'm just wondering, like, is it laziness? Like, is it the lack of ideas? What's going on here? I feel like people are just trying to crank out projects and it's like, let's take a minute. It's okay. I mean, well, let's think about it. And artists like Beyonce can afford to take several years off to work on an hour. Oh, and a half that's long true. Album. But some people can't. But yeah. it's also, it's, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, come on, y'all, please. You can give us a little <laughs> bit more. I think you can give us, like the Jonas Brothers album. I like that album, but I wouldn't call that. It's called The Album. I'm like, barely. It's short, too, it's right? barely The Album. It should be yeah. The EP. Y'all oh. could have just made it an EP, honestly. I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah, but then sometimes, like, I get annoyed. I feel like a lot of artists just keep doing EPs, and I want more i know well so they're not giving anything with the albums either like so. ep overload like, there's no happy you know what medium. you know what was honestly i don't want to say the album the music was a disappointment but guts by olivia rodrigo that album being another barely an album album that was a disappointment to me i mean i'm i'll comment on the music i think that album was disappointing and it was like sour part two and not as good so yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is, it does have, it has, that's the thing with Olivia Rodrigo. She makes good music, but right now it's all like repetitive. It's the same. Yeah. It's I, get repetitive. It, girl. I get you're a teenager or you used to be a teenager. I get that shit <laughs> is really tough for you. I get that you love really hard. your Pisces. We fucking get it. We know. Ah! Her music screams uh, Pisces. So it's like, drag yeah, girl, we've been new. It's not an issue, but it's also like, I mean, you know what? I shouldn't even talk shit because she has a whole audience that eats that shit up. So, yeah, couldn't get tickets to the show. Right. <laughs> it was so clearly, so... <laughs> clearly what she's doing is working for her people. And that's great. But I'm like, you have so much potential. You could take time to work on a Beyonce level album. Let's talk about oh. that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. babe. We'll see what happens next. I don't know. Maybe number three will be the ticket. I don't know. We'll see, dude. I mean, people do call it the sophomore slump. Everybody's second album yeah. is ass. We should give her credit, though. She did take time, even though it it, it 
culminated in a 35 minute album but she did take two years she took her time uh did it pay uh, off not 100 sure but you know what <laughs> sorry 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 no you're just funny that's funny oh okay how about you take three years babe take three years <laughs> oh my god even harry styles his album oh. keeping it shorter and shorter i'm like babe when are we gonna keep when, we, when will it end when will it end anyway um okay so i guess i'll talk about my thing so i was going to talk about love is mine season five because i hinted to you all that i was going to talk about it once it was done and now it's done however you have not started watching it yet and i feel like it would kind of be pointless to talk about it without you knowing but i will say you guys i will give an updated love is blind season ranking we're starting from best to worst <laughs> i still think two is the best and then one what what oh, yeah two has the best drama two is messy and that's why i watch love is blind i don't watch I don't it for i don't watch it for happy woohoo love song stories i wouldn't no. even say two is the messiest of them yes it it won i think season four was messier than season two no season you're i feel like if the reunion didn't happen the way it did you wouldn't think it's as messy season two <laughs> season two come on that was jared and ayana mal and sal jana pile natalie and shane mess i don't know i feel Shake like the messy and deep tea I mean, that wasn't, I feel like that wasn't even that messy though. It was just like men being men. Like that's not messy. That's just messy. pathetic and embarrassing for them. Anyway, I think two is the best and then one and then three and then five and then four. I still think four is my least favorite because I was, I remember being pretty bored and the after the altar absolutely sucked and nothing well, happened. Yeah, that was um, kind of disappointing. So five is like the second worst, but I still enjoyed mm. watching it. For those who don't know, it was weird because we only ended up following two couples. Wait, what? Yeah, we only ended up, which is weird because we, as we they, know from other contestants, they edited out. There were other couples that they could have. They, and a, they they did a horrible job editing them out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was just weird that there was only two, um, and it was a shorter season because of it. But it's Love Is Blind. I still love that show, but I'm not going to talk about that show. In fact, I have a good segue because I was just talking about Shake and Deep Tea. What I do want to talk about is the premiere of the new e-show House of Villains. Have you heard of this? Oh, my God. I have heard of it. I totally forgot that it was happening, though. Yep. Ugh. It just premiered um, on Friday. You, Who's all you, in it? Okay. I'm going to go through the cast. Well, for those who do not know what I'm talking about, House of Villains is a new reality show on E! And it's taking 10 infamous reality show villains putting them in a house and basically figuring out like who's the super villain. And oh, Nick and I are a little confused by the rules. And in fact, episode one ended before an elimination happened. So I'm still not entirely sure how the elimination works. Has it only but been one episode? It's only been one episode, but nonetheless, it's entertaining as all hell. So here's who's in it. Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> um, Corinne Olympios from The Bachelor. I don't know who she is. Um, <gasps> I what I know who that is you know who she is um the one and only Omarosa from The Apprentice <laughs> and Donald Trump's um advisory team <laughs> Tiffany <laughs> New York fucking Pollard. I knew Tiffany was in it I saw that on Twitter I you're right I saw Tiffany on New York on Twitter talking yes being, yeah 
Yeah. She's iconic. Johnny Bananas from The Challenge, which I've never seen before. Yeah, me neither. Um, Shake from Love is Blind. He actually... He fucking loves being a villain. Well, out of the 10 contestants, he actually seems like really out of his depth. Like he's... He's... Because everyone else is so big, he's actually been shrunk almost. Like he has... (laughs) almost no presence which i think is so funny it's like he's been neutered by everyone around him well yeah i was gonna say in the comparison i feel like he's a pretty weak villain he's just a man like there's really nothing nothing that bad about him he's just a man manning yeah and like he got unlucky because in that scenario it was bad but like you put him in with all these other fuckers and he's just he's just a guy he's just that's true that's funny um tanisha from the bad girls club if you don't know her, you know the gif of like that woman like crying. She's like looking at a screen and she's like crying. <laughs> if you saw it, you would know what I'm talking about. It's an iconic reaction gif. That's her. Um, she's great. And Fisa from 90 Day Fiance. I've never heard of her, but apparently she was mm-hmm. like an unabashed gold digger on that show. So that's why she's here. Wow. I actually don't even see that as villainry. I feel like that's actually really iconic. So go ah, off, Queen. Me too. Um, <laughs> Johnny Fairplay, who was on an early season of Survivor, and he's the guy who infamously had this whole narrative about his grandma being sick and dying. And that's what, yeah, that wasn't Sorry. true at all. <laughs> George Santos is my in. Pretty much, yeah. But I mean, who cares? It's a reality show. Um, and then lastly, Bobby Lights from Love and Hip Hop, which I am not familiar with him, but he's actually hysterical. He's like the one gay person on the show. Um, and he's really funny. So what do they do on this show? Is it a competition okay. or is it just them vibing? No, it's a competition. Like I said, it's the competition for who's going to be like the greatest supervillain of them all. And they do a challenge each week. This week's challenge was like, it's hosted by Joel McHale, by the way. Um, who? And this Joel McHale. You know who he is. He's from Community. He's been in a bunch of shit. Like, just Google him. You know who he is. Well, why um, is he the host? I I don't know. Um. So, but he is the host. Oh, and like I know the, who he is. The first week they did this challenge where they each had a ball, like a big inflatable ball, and whoever's ball was in the ring last was like the villain of the week, and the villain of the week gets to pick two people that are safe, and they get to pick three people that are up for elimination, and then this is the part I'm hazy on. I think everyone else votes on the person out of those three who they want to go home. But the episode ended before that part happened, which is weird because we were like, it seems like there's only 10 minutes left, but they just, they're keeping that for next week, but whatever. Um, I hope that doesn't happen every week because that would be really annoying to like see yeah. who goes home. The they're next like edging week. you. Yeah. Um, but that's the general principle. I think it's going to be a 10 episode season. Um, But you guys, if you love reality tv like i do and you know at least half of these people it is so entertaining and chaotic um like for instance they and i appreciate that they were candid about this on the show the like intro where joel McHale is like hey this is how the game is played they could not get themselves together and they could be lying about this part but they allegedly took 35 takes to film just that like intro because they were talking and being rambunctious like some people hate each other already um i will say this the two most iconic people in that house for me are new york and omarosa omarosa love her hater probably hate her because crazy that she's she's, 
she's probably like a horrible person, but I respect her because she's like a really powerful, actually really smart game player. Um, and she, they knew what they had too because she came in last. She was the last one to arrive, and she took they were a like, seat. Well, we gagged them with well, that. <laughs> she took a seat and let everyone come to her and be like, "Oh my god, it's Omarosa!" Like she knew she was that bitch. Um, and it's funny just the mind game she plays. Corinne from The Bachelor, the one I don't know, came over, and Omarosa was like, she she completely ignored her. Turned to Shake, I think, and was like, "Who is this?" Do you know who this is? <laughs> and Corinne is like, excuse me, you bitch. I'm right next to you. My name is Corinne. And Omarosa is just not looking at her. So yeah. she'll do shit like that. Um, I'm very excited for what the rest of the season holds. Some highlights from the like season preview that they played at the end. Um, I'm just going to say it. At some point, New York calls Omarosa. A... <laughs> I'm just going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. She calls her a cum guzzling Republican C word at some point in the show. Oh which my goodness. I cannot wait for that to happen. I mean, I feel like I just watched a video of New York like reciting the Gemma, um, the old maiden shoes monologue <laughs> and they were like could you re do a dramatic reading of it and they gave her a card and she goes oh i don't need that and she starts reciting it from memory. <laughs> yes. i pretty much um, just want to let gemma know, know that, that she is, she is a, a <laughs> and those shoes that she gave me old maiden were old shoes. maiden shoes <laughs> yeah they were not the type of shoes that i would particularly <laughs> full-on I need New York to win because I love her. That She's iconic. So funny. Um, so funny. Another highlight. Apparently they're bringing in these people as like advisors. They're not coming into the competition, but they're going to be like advisors on challenges. You ready for this who? list of, of three people? Uh, yeah. Who? Spencer Pratt. No. <laughs> Carol Baskin. And then, okay, you ready? This was my, you guys, I'm not kidding. Oh, no. This was like an Avengers oh, Endgame moment no. for me. This was straight up like an Avengers Endgame. I hollered when I saw this person. No. And and we saw a shot of them from the back first. Oh, no. It was the back of a motorized Stop. wheelchair. It's Miss Abby Lee Miller is going to be on this show at some point. You really can't oh. believe it. I couldn't believe it either. They gagged us with <laughs> Abby. I am the so way excited. that they shot her from the back. <laughs> yes, from the back. I knew immediately who it was. They they ate. They ate with that. Okay. They ate with those <laughs> with those three. Because I wish she was all, I'm gagged. I wish they were actually on the cast instead of just imagine making imagine Abby Lee shake from Love is Blind in New York in a room together. <laughs> That's yeah. insanity. That is insanity. It's a wild show that holds a lot of promise. It's basically just all about these people shit talking and making alliances and then these stupid challenges being involved too. Um I highly recommend Abby <laughs> Lee Miller. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask Nick, like I screamed on the couch. I screamed. Nick, Nick hasn't watched Dance Moms. He has not Dang. watched Dance Moms. 
it sucks because I think a lot of it isn't available on Hulu anymore. But let me tell y'all, yeah. if y'all don't know anything about me, know this. <laughs> I fucking I fuck with Dance Moms hard. I it's fucking iconic. love Dance Moms. I didn't watch it when it was on. I only recently got into it, but oh my I God. <laughs> it is iconic and it it will never not be iconic. It's horrible. It's horrible. horrible. There's some stuff that's really hard to watch, especially in front of kids. Yeah. Really <laughs> iconic. It's really iconic. Get your finger, your finger out, out of my of face. My girls out the room. <laughs> <laughs> And you remember when Kelly says under her breath, because like for some reason, Abby is like going in to bite Kelly's finger. And then Kelly's like, yeah, you would eat me, bitch. Damn. Or my favorite, Kelly, particularly Kelly and oh, Kelly. Um, Abby going at it is just like that's top tier drama on reality TV. Because, because there's also Kelly had another... a fuck ass Bob. She did have a fuck ass Bob. <laughs> and it's so funny that scene where they get physical with each other and Abby calls the police. She describes to the police her haircut as cool and trendy, where it's yes. long in the front and shorter. In the back. Yes. <laughs> like really a sign of the times. There's also one where Abby goes, um, "You called me a whore." You said, like, <laughs> I don't even know what she's like. You spat in my face. You called me a whore, and then Kelly goes, "You called my kids stupid," and then Abby goes. <laughs> They are. <laughs> oh my god! No, that god. Sh- you guys dance moms. I would say like seasons Nothing. one through four is so good. I feel like up until Melissa McKenzie and uh, Maddie left, it had some decent drama. It was. Yeah. I mean, even after that, it was pretty. the The drama that happened after they got to LA was just a little bit more like aggressive and scary kind of drama because they were just screaming yeah. at each other and it was like really intense. But when they were kids, like it's still in Pittsburgh, that shit, that shit went hard. Yeah. And I, when I was it in really Pittsburgh did. last year, I actually drove to. <laughs> yes, ALDC I would too. To I would too. I was like 20 minutes away. I was like, I'm going to go over here. And it's yeah. like kind of funny. Cause it's in like a really residential area. Like I had to go down all these hills, up and down all these hills. <laughs> Isn't it all abandoned? These sharp turns. I think now it is, yeah. I don't know if it was at the it's time, funny. but I think now it's closed. That oh. dance moms. I love this turn to a dance moms appreciation moment. Oh, it's so good. Dance moms. If y'all love dance moms, <laughs> you can come up to me and talk to me about dance moms. Literally anytime. Oh yeah, me too. I've seen so much of it at this point. I fucking love it. It's so good. I've definitely seen the first five seasons. I think I leaned off of it because it doesn't. Is it Cindy? Christy? Crap. No, um the the Apple the competitor. Is it Cynthia? Kathy. It's Kathy. Kathy. Yeah, because so, Kathy leans off at some point, right? Yeah, and oh Kathy yeah. She like was... disappears. Yeah. Once she disappeared, then I stopped watching. It is cause... like a little less funny when Abby doesn't yeah. have Kathy like fueling her fire. But she does come back when they're in LA and she starts oh. like poking at Abby for going to jail and like, you know, Ooh, like like the water fight. That I think that was in LA, wasn't it? No, no, the water fight. It was it was Abby and Kathy and Jill. And like I forgot who threw the water first. <laughs> well, Abby threw the water first because she didn't she claimed she didn't realize her water bottle was open. And then oh, yeah. Kathy threw water back and then Jill she's got like, involved. She's like, Well, yeah. I didn't mean to do either. Yeah. <laughs> they they were it's so it's okay. so fucking petty. <laughs> 
after this, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to watch after this? Okay. I know you know who Mike's Mike is because we've talked about him before. Mike's his, Mike. He has a, okay. coverage. Yes, you guys. He has a video about the fundamentals <laughs> of Dance Moms. I'm going to go watch that because it is so <laughs> funny. Like his, his like gay Australian commentary alongside these stupid fights is so entertaining. I'm going to watch that watch after that this. Too. I should watch it too. <laughs> That's so funny. I love um, Dance Moms. Yeah. Anyway, we've been rambling long enough. So I guess we'll say good night now and we'll see you next week. And um I'm glad that our mic issue is resolved. Me it's too. Really Isn't refreshing. that crazy? All it took yeah. was for me to charge up the old 15 inch MacBook Pro. <laughs> the old bitty. Yep. Tried and true. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, have a good night. <laughs> have a good night. Um, bye. Oh, no, no.